Hello and welcome to Wise Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Fitzgerald, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Hagan. What's doing? I, I'm doing great, Chris. Yesterday was like my Christmas morning. Um, you know, you could if you're watching on the stream, you can see behind me, Mr. Kevin Durant, uh, now on the Phoenix Suns. That is just one of the, it seemed like, 50 moves that happened yesterday at the NBA trade deadline. We were talking last week about possible moves, and we were saying, oh, you know, there's always this this noise that never comes in, and there's always a bunch of teams that never trade anybody. But that was not the case. Like OG Ananobi. That yes. was our guy that was probably going to get dealt. And he, that was the one guy who didn't get dealt. <laughs> Him, and we knew we knew John Collins wasn't going anywhere. So Of course not. They, uh, they're, of course, staying, staying put, but there was plenty of other trades to get to. And... Chris, you, you just mentioned it before the pod, and we just talked about it. The You were like, are we even doing the Super Bowl today? And yes, we will. Don't you worry. We will be doing the Super Bowl after all these NBA trades. But the NBA landscape has just been able to take over Super Bowl week. We haven't seen a guy like Durant's stature get traded in years, it feels like. like when was the last deadline where you saw a player that important get moved? I don't think ever. Normally, it's always these these middling moves that don't really affect the NBA championship, but this just completely blew up the whole landscape of the NBA. Uh, this is a trade, and even you just said a caliber of Kevin Durant's player traded ever, not just you know in the middle yeah. of the season, yeah, but traded ever. And you got to look to what like Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Kawhi Leonard, those types of trades for mm-hmm. for what we're talking about here. And like I know there were rumors about it, but nothing. It it still felt like nothing was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Even after the Kyrie stuff, it was like okay, well, maybe he just wanted Kyrie gone, and and now it's fully his team. It felt like it came out of, like there was one. There was a tweet from Shams like yesterday that was like the Suns are closing in on Kevin Grant. It was like what? Yeah, yeah was, this is actually gonna happen. Yeah, and it happened at at one in the morning. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out my boy Arian who was downstairs. We were watching the Mavs game. I went up to bed. I was laying in bed, couldn't fall asleep. I heard him talk to my roommate and just go, "Oh my God, Kevin Durant just got traded." And I'm you know laying in bed trying to fall asleep, you know trying not to look at my phone. And all of a sudden, boom! I got to look at everything that just happened yeah. and everything that and it was so it was such like a. I don't know. It felt like this is going to be if even if they don't win the chip, this was one of those trades where it's like you remember not like it's not like anything of too importance like remember where you were, but you're going to remember this trade for how it went down mm-hmm. for it being at 1 a.m. and for hopefully helping the Phoenix Suns. I I would love to see them like Chris Paul finally win in the finals. I'd love to see it. Would too. So let's talk. Let's talk about the details of that trade. the The Suns acquire Kevin Durant and TJ Warren for Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, four unprotected firsts, and a pick swap. And is that yeah? And draft draft rights to some guy named Juan Pablo. I don't even know that. But anyways, they gave up a lot, a ton for for Kevin Durant. But I think this is. I mean, this is exactly the type of move that puts you into NBA title contention. Yeah, and they probably figured that a maybe running out of time with Chris mm-hmm. Paul, 
like he's he's already had some issues this year with you know staying on the floor and even when he is staying on the floor like he's going to start declining he already has a little bit and you have the perfect roster right now to go win but that depends on your star being your star if you can't depend on that and that's why you're going to make a move like this now like i don't think there's any argument against them being the best roster in the nba yeah, and you could look at their bench depth. Their bench depth is not good, and that's because they had to give up so much for, for Kevin Durant. But with that that piece that you get, and you get TJ, it's funny, an underrated part of this is you get TJ Warren back, who, uh, you know, in the bubble was the next coming of Michael Jordan and has had a pretty solid career. He's a solid role player, and he would just come off. Yeah, I, I, funny. I think in the bubble he played, played like Michael Jordan, and then he didn't play for like another two years because of injuries. So, I was excited when the Brooklyn Nets signed him, and it, it'll be a hopefully a good fit for the Suns. They they're going to be on the buyout market. They're going to be just adding guys. I was thinking like even like oh, yeah, if they need like just some bench help, get mellow, get some score. You know, this this is now one <laughs> of those teams where you have that that. A, a number one apex predator and Kevin Durant, so that's just gonna bring, uh, bring a bunch of other bus riders with him and all of his friends and all that stuff. So mm. it uh, they'll fill out their roster. I think they'll be just fine. And they're you, as you said, they're they're on a timetable with Chris Paul where they got maybe one two good years of him left. So and and good years as in like this this is not prime Chris Paul. This is the back end of his career, Chris Paul. So. You get Kevin Durant, you get that that extra score, and this is like exactly if they had this roster against the Bucks two years ago in the finals, they, they there's a better chance they win it. Oh well, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> so that's I mean that's it's like they, Kevin Durant that we're talking about. Yeah, no, and that that's it's not, they, like, they, it's not like they went and got like an extra shooter, like yeah, they went and got Kevin possibly Durant. the best player in the league. Yeah, and the. What I like about this is Kevin Durant's not coming in. He's not the. It's this is Devin Booker's team still. As long it, it'll be Kevin Durant's team as well. But this Booker is Mister Arizona. He's the it, everyone loves him in Phoenix, and mm. he's going into an actual culture where he's not the leader, and he's not the guy mm. who has to. Uh, you know, he's like on the Nets. He was there, and he was basically the GM. He was basically the coach. Uh, recruited all of his boys there. He won't be able to blow up this team. Because they're not yeah. going to give him the power to do so. I would hope so, at least. Yeah, I hope people learn. It's like, they already have a good set, huh? Yep. But thinking about Durant in Phoenix is just weird. There was... I know, because he's such, like, a big personality, maybe. Phoenix is just the opposite of that, it seems. And it's funny, though. The, they got their new owner. Their new owner officially became the acting governor uh what was it it was not even five hours before this trade it was like that same day mm. they did it and they this happens all the time you saw it with the timberwolves why they traded all that crap for rudy gobert the new owner syndrome comes in they got to trade yeah. for someone big and nothing's better like nothing is better than trading for for kevin durant i feel like this oh, is yeah. like, they, like if you could trade like you make up anything in 2k in uh like hell the wizards we'd be like trade everything for kevin durant and all of a sudden mm. everything's fixed so <laughs> so i'm very excited to see how they they work they play and i think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with once kevin durant signs. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, are they? Do they become the odds-on favorites to win the finals? I think so. I think they are now plus five hundred, and are tied with the Boston Celtics, who were the favorites beforehand. So where are they? Are they in the standings, right? The Suns. They dipped off a little bit because everyone like, was injured. So low. I don't know. Do, do you do you see a it? Succeed right now. Okay. They're eight and a half games out of first. Three games over five hundred. But so this was a Western Conference that was wide open. You know, Mavericks have the same have one less loss than them and are in the four seed. So right. they they can jump up. They're going to jump teams like the Grizzlies, the Kings. Yeah, they were fun. They had their shot, but it's time for the big boys to play. And yep. Kevin Durant's back. I'm excited to see him go against the Warriors. Go against the Mavericks now with Kyrie. I mean, they already had this this rivalry, the Mavs and the the Suns. So now adding. The Kyrie aspect where he said he's not leaving his boy and then he immediately mm-hmm. left his boy. And I hope I hope it's not just like as much as you know, it's great to see people like if they, you know, dap up and hug and have a great time, but I wanna see some animosity. I wanna see some anger from Kevin Durant when he goes up. I want some real tension. Team. Yeah. And the the Suns, they should be itching to play these maps again after what they did to him in game seven. Oh yeah. That was like that was the probably the most embarrassing seven that i've ever watched oh it was the most Should embarrassing be thing. At home? yeah losing by horrible. 30 yeah. horrible <laughs> like did not score points nope not at all uh, so, yeah uh march 5th two teams play again Ooh. also Last time this season LeBron, and there's a chance a pretty good chance to meet the playoffs yes and lebron is also of we can't he's now upgraded his team uh we'll get to that trade in a little bit but lebron and kd haven't played since together on the same court since 2018. Really? Yep. 2018 was the last time they both faced each other. And so now they're, they're, they're probably going to meet in the playoffs or it's come if, if the Lakers make it that far. Um, they're mm. going to meet in the regular season. And this is, it's going to be a battle. I'm excited. This, like, this really adds to a, a Western Conference. I was like, oh, you know, you have the Grizzlies. You have the, the Kings are up there. They're going to be fun. But there's some real teams here to be worried about. And if you're the Nuggets, oh, yeah. you're the Warriors, uh, the Clippers, you're shitting your pants. Yeah, I mean, those are definitely the real losers of the deadline where the teams that just stood pat. Yeah. We got a good enough squad right now. It's like you can't expect the Grizzlies or the Nuggets to go get a guy like Durant, but maybe at least do something to upgrade a little bit. Whereas now, like, you are, you are clearly on the wrong side of this deadline. Yeah, and so it really doesn't like the seating doesn't matter that much. Having the home games in the playoffs can be big, but really just have to be in it. Yeah. Yep. Then it's like the talent the most talented team wins. And it's it's always the the best player on the floor wins. And now when the Suns oh. come up against the Nuggets against uh any team in the Western Conference, they are going to have the best player on the floor, which is a healthy Kevin mm-hmm. Durant. And hopefully a happy one. And I know he doesn't, you know, so. he doesn't deserve, like, he doesn't deserve this freedom from the Nets. He should have been able, he should have had to play with the mess that he created. But mm-hmm. the, the, that's not how it worked. And he, he, he got his wish. He ended up on the Suns, which seemed like he wanted to anyways at the, the beginning of the season. So hopefully we get a nice, happy Kevin Durant that will, uh, that will help out the, the Suns. 
All right. Yeah, I am excited to see him on another new team. Yeah, it'll, it's always, always exciting yeah. to see, just to see, like, the new jerseys. So, that's the thing. Uh, with the NBA, how the landscape is now, is it just, are they just forming a, a league where you have to, you have to be a fan of the players, not the teams? Because, like, these guys, they're, they're so celebrated for being traded, and so, yeah, I know. Uh, like, and the trade requests always work out, and everyone who wants to go to a new team ends up on a new team, so... There's no, there's no sense of loyalty anymore, and it's been like that for a little bit. But it's it's really exemplified itself, especially this trade deadline where everyone's getting housed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's NBA definitely more than any other league is the most player centered, and like you have people that are that are Luca fans or that are LeBron fans or fans of whatever player, and to me that doesn't make sense. I don't know how you could get the same satisfaction, satisfaction yeah. from seeing like a player win versus your team that you've put all this time into. But you know, each their own. We're and we're like we're pretty intense sports fans, so we probably have a different different look on things. Yeah, we're we're pretty ride or die with our team, so it's it gets yeah. <laughs> it gets it doesn't really matter who's on the team. Yeah, that's true. But again, like that's how they're gonna make their money. Like the stars make the money. Yep. And they can advertise it. They can have these trade deadline. Uh, ESPN can have three different live shows going on at once. Woj can have his right. show. Uh, it really becomes a an event, and that's what it felt like yesterday. Was I was I was I swear to you, from the time I woke up to three o'clock, the deadline, I was on Twitter, on my laptop in class. When I was walking in between classes, I scrolled on my phone. Uh, <laughs> I I was not missing a single trade that happened immediately because I just, I find it, I find it so fascinating, so fun, especially like they'll report something and then it's like, Oh, like the, the Sadiq Bay, Sadiq Bay gets, they got reported. He's getting traded to the Warriors. And then immediately it's like, Nope, he's going to the Hawks and then they're getting whatever back. And it's, it's a whole, it's a whole mess, but I love the mess. Like I, uh, and like we say it, we say it all the time, sports fans, but like, it's better than any sort of TV. Because it's not scripted. Yeah. Like, usually we say that referring to games, but it applies with the trade deadline, too. Like, this is, this is like, what reality t- TV tries to be. Yes. Yes. Like, all these guys, like, <laughs> whining about where they are. Mm-hmm. They, new home, and then they, trying to make it work there. Yeah, this plot line c- couldn't be written. They'd be like, it doesn't make any sense. It's too ridiculous. Oh, Kevin Durant, he just mm-hmm. signed with this team. What do you mean? He can't tra- get traded a year Just later. requested a trade yeah. in... Before the season started, are we yeah. just going to run that same storyline back? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're actually going to run it back to the team that he exactly wanted to. Uh, right, yeah. yeah. It all worked out in the end. <laughs> uh, all right, there's a lot of other trades we got to get through, so let's go. The Lakers, they had a busy day. They had one, it was the night before, right before the Kevin Durant trade, they traded uh, Russell Westbrook, Damian Jones, Juan Toscano-Anderson, and... Yeah, that's all of them. And a top top four protected 2027 first-round pick for D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. The Timberwolves get Mike Conley, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and a couple second-rounders. What are your initial thoughts on this? It seems like, like the Lakers did not have to give up that much. 
No, not at all. And Russell. That's it's funny, like these three team trades, it feels like somebody always gets gets two extra gets... players. Right. Like the the Lakers, how how did they end up getting Malik and Vanderbilt in this? They I guess the contracts work and it, it made sense, but the the Jazz they get they get one more first and it's a good first, but it's the mm-hmm. the Lakers the, I I gotta say, the Lakers had a great day. An absolute great oh, yeah. day because they get Absolutely. this not only did they trade their pick finally, but it's top four protected, which everyone was expecting an unprotected pick, and they, they mm-hmm. got it to top four. So if they suck in 2027 because there's no LeBron and there's no AD or whatever, they, they can at least try to tank. Um, and they get D'Angelo Russell back. He, he's had a great season so far. And, you know, he's, he's, had a, he's one of those players where, again, in the playoffs, he's not going to be anyone you want to rely on. Um, he's not going to be like, he shouldn't be the focal point of the offense, but he's not LeBron James is so that I I think he's in a great situation. Malik Beasley, a shooter right in the stick him in the corner, Jared Vanderbilt, great on defense. Another just competent players on this Lakers roster, which is what they needed. They just needed competent players. That's a new one. Yes. Competent players on this roster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Like LeBron. We saw it the other night when he broke. Oh, we didn't even talk about him breaking the record. I know. We, I know. I, we could do that right we'll now. Get to that. Uh, but you want to do it now? Actually, no. We'll do it after all the trades. Because right. it's a, but it's a, he showed even at his age right now that he can be a dominant force. And like, if they make the playoffs, you're gonna get a lot of LeBron ball. Like he's gonna he can put this team on his back. When you were saying earlier, some help. The the seeds don't matter. Uh. And mm-hmm. it, this is the epitome of it. When the Lakers make it into the playoff, they will. They will make it in the playoff. They're the 13th seed right now. But this roster that they put together is just so much more competent than the last two seasons of the Lakers. So they're gonna they're gonna sneak their way into the play-in. They're gonna beat whoever they need in the play-in. Uh, and if you're the Nuggets or the Grizzlies and you're the one or two seed and they're mm-hmm. creeping up as an eighth or a seventh seed, I wouldn't want to see them. Why the hell would I ever want to see LeBron James with competent teammates in the playoffs? Also, we got a comment uh, from good old Kevin Sieber saying, what's up with the sunglasses? I needed them. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's the only, <laughs> thing, we're, only thing we're saying. There's, there's pain. Uh, so, all right, more on, this, more on this trade. The, the Grizzlies, I like what they did. Or Timberwolf, sorry. They, uh, they get Mike Conley. He's now back with Rudy Gobert. He's worked with Rudy Gobert. He's the reason that the Jazz, him and Rudy Gobert, Jazz were the number one seed the past two years. Mm-hmm. And I think just getting a guy who knows how to play with him, another veteran guy that can help lead, uh, you know, Cat and um, Anthony Edwards. So I think that's a great, great trade for them. Nikhil Alexander I think this is definitely a better fit than, than Russell was. Oh, yeah, definitely. And he also will be reliable in the playoffs where they actually need him. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I feel like the past three trade deadlines, for some reason his name has been thrown in there. Just like, ah. Yeah, he's a, he's a big, like, throw it in there. Yeah, just, oh, you, you want another uh, guy? You get him. Uh, you oh, get how him. about Nikhil? <laughs> yeah, how about Nikhil Alexander-Walker? Uh, and Russ. So Russ is now on the Jazz. He will not be playing for the Jazz. I can break that news now that they're going to buy him out. Uh, this will this will now be. This, this is a sad situation. He, if he gets win, he gets bought out. This will be his fi- sixth team 
in four years, three years. That's insane. Was it Thunder, Rockets, and who did he go to? Did he go from the Rockets? Yeah, to the Wizards. The Wizards. And the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Now the Jazz. Yep. And, and then now a new team. Out, and yeah, that's, yeah, that's wild. So buyout market's going to be fun. There's too many trades to talk about to talk about the, to speculate on the buyout market. So we'll mm. just get there when it gets there. Uh, what, I guess that, and while we're on the Lakers, they then traded um, Pat Bev for Mo Bamba. I, I think that's another great move. I think Mo Bamba is a great guy to put next to AD. He can shoot the three decently. And he's just a backup center, and that can play as a center, so Anthony Davis can play power forward. You also get like the Pat Bev stink out of there. It's like no, they, this was a this was a correction deadline. It was a <laughs> yeah, correction right. deadline. It was like oh, we shouldn't like, have made that up, Pat Bev move. We, right, we screwed up. Oh, Pat Bev, you're gone. Rush, you're gone. And I like how they they Ms. didn't Russell. have to trade a pick yeah, for it. It was actually perfectly executed. And they didn't have to trade a pick. They got they sent cash to the Magic, and I guess a second sec, a second round pick. But who cares? And I think they also, Bob was better than Thomas Bryant, though. Well, did you see? I was wondering why they traded Thomas Bryant and why they sent him to the Nuggets. And it came out later that he actually requested a trade from the Lakers. Really? Yeah. So I guess he didn't like his playing time. I guess he didn't like all the noise around him and. He's also now going to be in Lakers infamy as the guy who was calling for the ball as LeBron yeah, right. his shot. Um, you know, he might have gotten dipped on that photo. Like yeah. He could have just had a hand up. I, well, like, it was funny. To... The comments are like, he could have taken his phone out. Started, started <laughs> recording the shot. Because you know he wasn't getting it. Uh, <laughs> so with the Nuggets, they get Thomas Bryant, and they got rid of Bones Highland for two second-round picks. I, that that was what baffled me. Is I know he he had a little sporadic season. There was some noise about trading him, but two second round picks just does not seem like enough for a decent mm. player who's going to play well for the Clippers. Yeah, and a really young player too. Yeah, the the Clippers now have they retain him for First three years, picks. and they like they don't have to pay him jack. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how he, he plays on the Clippers, how he fits, if see if he fits better. Because it was weird; it seemed like he was one of the only guys who couldn't play with Jokic. It was like it was like oh, like he couldn't he couldn't work with Jokic, which is, could be a concerning aspect considering uh, the stamina of Jokic and the greatness of him. Cash considerations and what else? Sorry, I uh I lost connection. I didn't hear what you were saying. Oh, my man. Uh, the, what did the Clippers give up other than cash con- cash considerations? Two picks that ended up going to the Lakers in that Thomas Bryant trade. Two second round picks. Two. Yep. That's it. Two second round picks. The... Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. The, uh, the trade tracker makes it kind of confusing. Yeah, this one I'm looking at, they they made it into a four-team trade where the Clippers get Bones, Nuggets get Thomas Bryant, Lakers get Mobamba and Devon Reed, and then Magic get Pat Bev. So that it makes it a little confusing. I don't know if that's how it officially was, but yeah, that's it. So they also made the Kevin Durant a four-team because the Bucks 
then got Jay Crowder, and the Pacers got a bunch of crap from the Bucks. Which is I I don't even know how those go in, but we of can course, talk about the the Bucks perfect landing spot for Jay Crowder. Yeah, that seemed like this was, was done a week ago. Perfect. Yeah, this seemed like yeah. it was done a, a couple weeks ago. So uh, a great great spot for him. He's gonna be he's gonna be fresh. You know, he hasn't played all season, so uh, we'll see we'll see if that comes in to a benefit or a negative. Little mm. little rust versus rest argument. We'll see what happens. And uh, uh, yeah, perfect pick. For them, just a nice wing that can help him out defensively. He'll hit a big shot in the playoffs, or he'll stink in the playoffs. So we'll see. I also love the Pacers getting George Hill back. It's homecoming. We were playing with with George Hill yeah. on like two K eleven. Yeah, when he was on the Pacers. A lot of a lot of homecomings this trade deadline. The George yeah, Hill we'll back to, to the Pacers. Um, anyone else? Mike Conley back with Rudy Gobert. D'Angelo Russell back to the Lakers. Uh, mm-hmm. Jakob Pertl back to the Raptors, which the Raptors, <laughs> Raptors, uh, they, they, they were the, the big, the big favorite to trade all these guys. And they actually did the opposite and added players, which I actually like. Interesting move. I, so like, there's, there's always, you're always the guy that's quick to just blow things up. I know, but there's always this rush to do it. And like I don't OG Ananobi's contract. I don't know if he's is he a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, their contract. He has he signed a four year deal, and he's going to be a free agent in twenty twenty five. So there was no rush to trade him. That you have some pieces. They've been disappointing, yes, but I think you get a you get yourself a real center and you kind of reset what you've been trying to do because they haven't had a real center. I feel like in two three years. So it looks like they're just trying to Bismack Biombo. Bismack, Bismack Biombo, yeah. <laughs> the uh Done. So the the, uh, the the real interesting thing is that Fred Van Vliet seems like he's gonna he's gonna walk. So that'll be an interesting mm. the reason why they didn't trade him was uh, I guess maybe there's no market or unknown. But it, I, I, I don't know. know. You're right. I am kind of the guy who always wants to blow it up, but I feel like the, it's a little it's a little too early to blow it up yet. You kind of they've had the like, they've had success with this team. Yeah, so just try to see what what the kinks are. Try to work it out, and I guess they saw no necessary reason to blow it all up. All right, which, they're, like they're nice up there. God, what a what trade do you want to do Don't. next? Oh, we haven't done the best trade of the day. Oh, go ahead. Clippers receive Eric Gordon. He feature second round picks. Rockets receive Unwall. <laughs> it's co- another homecoming Danny. baby it's coming back uh also Danny- I, and i love john wall of course like i i love what he did in dc he's the best nba player that i've seen on my team in my life boy is this funny though he, <laughs> so if for for the listeners at home who don't know he he went on a podcast not even three weeks ago and was just ripping ripping yep. the Rockets, saying how the players don't take it seriously, how they're all garbage, uh, how that literally he said that they wouldn't start for He's the guy that he name-dropped. Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green, I believe. He's like, those guys just would not start for any of the NBA team. So that's uh, – he's not playing. He's not even putting on a uniform. He, he oh, won't even go to the locker room. Because if he goes to the locker room – Oh, yeah. Before. Yep. And he'll get bought out, which I was, it was funny. Somebody was like, oh, is he on that long contract still? And I was like, no, because 
The Rockets bought him out earlier this year. <laughs> Literally bought him out at this offseason. So they're going to do it again. And, I mean, he can't even step foot in that locker room or else Kevin Porter yeah. Jr. is going to beat the crap out of him. Like, there's no way. So they that's just a hilarious story. The Rockets, they, uh, they, they finally trade Aaron Gordon. They get... Oh, I didn't realize they get a, a Rockets first rounder. And they get a oh, either the Clippers or the Rockets first rounder. Protected pick swap. Yeah, it seems like they literally got nothing out of this. They just got rid of Eric Gordon. It's got rid of the two money. old farts. Yeah, who will probably both get bought out. Honestly, like what is Danny Green going to do on the Rockets? No, he doesn't want to play yeah. with them either. Eric Eric Gordon's finally free though. I think. Oh, he's with- been just like sitting there. Like ever since Harden left, because yeah. he was like Harden's guy. Mm-hmm. Guy's just been like, like you said, waiting to get traded. So in this, they said it was a a three teamer, and Luke Kennard ended up in the Grizzlies. So that's how Danny Green, I guess, goes to the Rockets. And Luke Kennard, good shooter, uh, I think, great depth piece for this Grizzlies team, mm-hmm. and it just adds adds more adds more depth and shooting depth for a a pretty deep team already. The Clippers. This is what we're used to at the trade deadline: is guys just going and getting a shooter. Yeah, like a, like a yeah. Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. I was shocked that he didn't get traded. Either Ilya one of Sova. them. Ilya Sova. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys are always getting moved at the, <laughs> at the trade deadline. Eric Gordon for the Clippers. So the the Clippers now have Bones Highland, Eric Gordon, and they also then got uh, what's his name, Mason Plumley. So they got they got upgrades around Kawhi and Paul George. A uh, little security for Zubach with Plumley, yep. and just I like it. I mean, they they it seems like they cut down their rotation a little bit by by getting some of these guys who are known commodities, known where they're gonna fit, and I I think it's it's a it's a playoff move. Hmm. I agree. All right. What's what's next? Let's go, Josh Hart. Josh Hart from the Knicks goes to the Knicks. From the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers get Matisse Thibel, Cam Reddish, a couple other bums, and the Sixers get Jalen McDaniels, and the Hornets get. Richie Diacno is good at Villanova. Who? Saying. Brian Archie Diacno. So it's funny. I saw a thing. It was like out of the nine active uh, Villanova players, I think like five of them got traded this deadline. <laughs> but speaking of Villanova, uh, Josh, Hart, Josh Hart. He he's now back with. Uh, went to uh, I guess so. That's what I heard. That's that's what I saw. He because he played with uh, Jalen Brunson apparently. So oh, he's, I gotcha. He's back with Brunson. Oh, another this is homecoming. A, yep. This is a great uh, Tibbs move. Tibbs doesn't like. I mean, yep. he wasn't never gonna play Cam Reddish. Uh, they didn't really give up much. They got what a top fourteen protected first round pick that Blazers. So that's nothing. Mm-hmm. And. The you just you add a a player that Tibbs is actually going to want to play, so that's that's a dub for the Knicks. Yeah, definitely. It was funny to see him like doing warm ups, just getting like pulled off the court. Like, hey, oh. buddy, was he? Uh, did that happen? Not on the team anymore. I didn't see that. Was he warming up for the yeah. Blazers? Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I think it happens at least in one sport, like every year. Oh, remember one of the Kings players? Like big, like emotional. One of the Kings players got like, traded uh, mid-game, I believe, a couple years ago. I'm pretty sure he got traded like mid-game, and they were like on the bench, like, "Hey, like you're not gonna play the rest of the game. You're not." 
So, uh, well, uh take the showers, buddy. So the Blazers. Catch tonight. <laughs> the Blazers. This seems a a little like a sort of a backwards move. I mean, you get Matisse Thybul. You you can try out Cam Reddish for the third team in a row to try him out. Uh, I hope I hope he just gets some minutes. I still somehow believe in Cam Reddish. I oh, I do too. It's just the Duke, Completely. the Duke uh, infamy around him. And Matisse hey. Thybul is going to help out Dame Lillard. Uh, help out what's Simons, who do, none of them play defense, so that'll help out. And yeah. the Sixers get Jalen McDaniels, which is, I guess, just a bench piece that will play hopefully better offensive minutes than Thibel. Twenty twenty nine pick. I think that seems like it's illegal to trade a pick that that it's that far in the future. And it's a second rounder. It's like yeah, that's just, <laughs> like, it's like a bag what of chips. is the point of that? Yeah, it's just a bag of chips. <laughs> it's a bag of chips. Um, all right, the Hawks. This trade was weird because so so it was supposed John to Collins? be what John Collins? John, nope, no John Collins. I thought <laughs> I thought John Collins was going to the Warriors. I was so excited. I was like, he's finally free. But the the Hawks get Sadiq Bay. The Pistons get the wise guy. The Warriors get Gary Payton and two second round picks. And the, the Trailblazers really Trail get Kevin Knox. I guess I didn't even realize that. I thought the Warriors got Kevin Knox. But Wiseman, all right, poor Five. Wiseman. Future <laughs> second round. Oh, poor, like what the hell, Wiseman? They're gonna, they're gonna, yeah. uh, just they just gave up on him. Just gave up on him, and they they tried, they tried to keep it, you know, uh, they tried to try him out in the Warriors. He wasn't working out, and now he goes to a team that has what four centers that are all top picks and are all on this like the same position. So hopefully I want to see him get a fair shot somewhere where he's not pressured to be this championship player and he's not pressured to be uh any star. I just want to see him develop as an NBA player and mm. hopefully he gets that opportunity in the Pistons. Yeah, he's in one of the weirder situations for a top draft pick I can recall. So he came into that Warriors team after and Clay were out like the whole year. Yep, that's why they had the high pick. But then both those guys were healthy, <laughs> and then they go win a championship. And, and like they didn't have time to get this guy minutes and develop him, and he had injury problems. So and just it's not a great situation for. And he played a, a game at Memphis. I think if right. maybe, like a game or two at Memphis, then he it was the COVID year. He didn't play any other games. Uh, there was no really tape on him it was all like the high school and the prospect type where it's like this hype and it was just a weird draft like they had to do it on you know like zoom or whatever it was and the they just it was just the wrong pick and mm. when you think about it it's like if they if they either traded back or they they got someone like Halliburton they, they he'd be just like a core piece to them right now but that you're right they didn't have time to develop him and he also was slow to the system and they didn't have time for him to learn the system and they they, they it wasn't on their timetable so i guess that's what you get but then uh like that second overall pick has now turned into gary payton jr who was on your team last year and two second round yeah. picks yeah performing just, number two overall pick yeah. it's not a lot of value no. although you know that they love gary payton yeah and it's a great like they, it's a uh, it's something they needed. They needed something like that, yeah. and they 
like it, you're right. They love Gary Payton. He's now won. He won a chip with them last year, and he's back. He just had like basically a vacation in Portland. Hey, go vacation in Portland for a couple weeks. We'll trade <laughs> back for you. Don't really have to try. Yeah, there, but we get you back. Yep, you try. Uh, other ones. I guess this one we don't have to deep dive into. Josh Richardson, Pelicans, Devontae Graham to the Spurs. Upgrade for the Pelicans defensively. Uh, Mike Mazzula, or no, sorry, not Mike Mazzula, Mike Mascala. Uh, for for to the Celtics for Justin Jackson and two second round picks. I'm just glad we didn't give up Peyton Pritchard or Grant Williams or really anyone who played. This is isn't a, Pritchard isn't Pritchard ready to walk. He is, but he do, he's doing it in a respectful way. He's ready to he's ready yeah. to like actually play and be in a contributing guy. And the, so I think the Celtics they have a lot of guard depth, but with all the injuries that they always get, that I mean he'll he'll get minutes, he'll play, and they, they I like I just didn't want to give up on him. I love, love Peyton Pritchard. I think whenever he does play, he's an absolute animal. He's uh he just like he, and he does he does what's what you want to see on a court for a six foot white guy. He shoots the ball well. <laughs> he doesn't really make terrible mistakes, and he defends his ass off. So that's what I like mm-hmm. about it. I'm glad they didn't get rid of him. And there was rumors like him and uh someone else for one of these guys. Oh yeah, for uh Jakob Pertl. And that would have been a, an upgrade, a better upgrade than Mike Mascala, but it, it, I, I just, I want to keep the team together. So I'm glad that they just added without doing that. And they're going to be buyout guys too. So they're going to get some more help. Oh, yeah. uh, all right. Reggie Jackson to the Hornets. Mr. June. Cool. He's going to get a, he's not going to be able to play in June because he's on this, probably the worst run franchise besides the Wizards. No demand. <laughs> uh, they didn't. I. They got literally nothing for Mason Plumley and Jalen McDaniel. Like they, the Hornets are garbage. I don't know what they're doing. They are just a terrible, terrible franchise. Uh, that's, uh, anything else there? That's, not really. Not pretty well. No. Bruno. Yes, I was gonna say Bruno to the Hawks. Wasn't he on the Hawks? Or homecoming. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought so. Uh, and, uh, and your boy Gareth Matthews. Yes, I do love Gareth Matthews. Yep. And Comiskey to the Rockets. Yeah. They're two two former Big Ten centers. Love to, love to see our guys. This was just a league. this was just a cost cutting move for the Hawks. I mean, they're no longer yeah. paying Justin Holiday, no longer playing Frank Comiskey, and Bruno. I liked him when he was on the Celtics. I thought he gave solid mm-hmm. minutes. I've liked him everywhere he is. Uh. Maybe maybe they'll play him. Maybe they won't. And Garrison Matthews, that's just a, a shooter they could throw in the corner. The professional shooter. Yep. Any. I, I always loved Garrison Matthews. When I realized that he was like actually playing good minutes for the Rockets last year, I was so pissed that the Wizards let him go. <laughs> uh, so I did. I tweeted out on our official Wise Guys Twitter that the I thought the winners were both LA teams: Milwaukee Bucks, the Phoenix Suns, of course, Dallas Mavericks. And actually, the Houston Rockets, who have all of the Nets' first-round pick in the next four years, five years. Uh, And I had the losers as the Nets, the Nuggets, Miami Heat, and then John Collins and Raptors rumors. So... Any anything you agree or disagree with on that list? I mean, it's like basically everyone who didn't do anything is a loser. 
Yeah, like the Heat. And like the, the Hornets, I guess, could be a loser too because what they did was so not impactful. They're just always losers. They are losers. Yeah, they, I don't even think that <laughs> needs to be mentioned. They're just losers. <laughs> the, uh, I could see the Sixers. Wizards are losers as well. Yeah, the Wizards did nothing. They already made their, their big splash, I guess, for, for getting oh. Kendrick Nunn. And yeah, the the anyone yeah you're right anyone who didn't make a trade is is a loser in this sense because it's becoming an arms race and mm. if you're not getting if you're not getting firepower and upgrading then you're just kind of going backwards because every team around you is so that's the way to describe it actually Bulls Bulls didn't do anything uh, that'll be interesting so they're not gonna either blow they didn't blow it up and I guess they're just gonna keep chugging along. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, that's that's pretty much it. The Cavs didn't do anything, but that that I don't see them as a loser. They already did their trade in the off season. Mm. They couldn't give up yep. any other future aspects or anything else. They could they could be a buyout guy to you too. So the I don't think them as a loser. So no, I wouldn't either. It feels like they're not like a not like finals or bust for them this year either. Yeah, yeah, they're they're building it's towards changed, something. It's changed things. Yeah. So. Besides any of the stars, what was your favorite move of the deadline? The John Wall one was the funniest. Was objectively hilarious. Yeah. I thought that was. Uh, I also I also just love the Warriors like going back and being like, she we want Gary Payton back over the second overall that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it does make me sad that the wise man has been banished to Detroit, but I... it's also a good opportunity for him. Like he's gonna get minutes. Now my Wiseman jersey's a classic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I think my favorite move is the uh, is the Hawks just sneakily getting Sadiq Bay for nothing. If the Celtics did that, yeah. I'd be ecstatic. Like I think Sadiq Bay is a good player, so they, them getting getting Sadiq Bay for five second round picks that's that's a win <laughs> for me. Which the, uh, I think another winner of the trade deadline, or maybe a loser. Is second overall pick or second round picks? Second round picks have just oh, take five of them, take ten of them. Why don't you like let's let's it have these no teams. Value. Can the trade can the can we have it so the teams can trade twenty second round picks? Have <laughs> have the next ten years of second round picks. See if I care. Like they these guys don't give a shit. They're about like lot they're picks. lottery tickets. Yeah, yeah, and I love the people like oh, is the value of second round picks just like nothing now? It's like it's never has been anything. That's like it's like protected. <laughs> no first. point was it like they gave up a second round pick for this guy. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, throw him in there. All right. I, like we play two K, we know how it works. It's yeah. actually very similar to real life. Yep. It, that's what it seemed like this year. It seemed like this was a very two K esque trade deadline. Oh yeah. They and like just <laughs> scrolling. We I showed you. I was talking about it earlier. FanDuel posted every player on a new team, and the the post was four post long it's four pages of players mm. and they're just lined up on their new team yeah, right. it, this is the this is the best deadline we've had in years maybe ever yeah this was a great trade deadline the it definitely they peaked i think on the trade deadline all right <laughs> i think that we pretty much got all of it we did yeah there's a couple players we didn't mention but they're they're relevant uh other than that, we got we 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 went over every trade. Nice. So uh 
I guess we should have done this earlier because he deserves the respect of doing it earlier. But uh, Mr. LeBron James doing getting the number one scoring title in the NBA. What what are your what are your initial thoughts? I mean, I I have a lot. All right. But <laughs> first of all, it was it was an awesome moment. Yeah. Before we get into the the goofy stuff, it was awesome, and like I had goosebumps watching it. Is you know, like you remember him when he was on the Cavs and then he's a young player and like winning his first championship and like we've basically like we've grown up watching him play and like seen his whole career too. So to see him do something like break a record like that was thought to be unbreakable was it was pretty awesome. That being said hey, wait, wait, wait. before you get to the goofy stuff, let me let me let me <laughs> Yeah, he's he's our goat. Like in our generation we right. he it's him and it's Tom Brady for the people who we've grown up with who have been the best in their sports. And, Bryce Harper. <laughs> and it's really been, if you have this guy on your team and you have competent players around him, they will win you a championship. And they're, I mean, he, he can do all the Jordan comparisons, everything like that. And what I want to do, what I want to bring up the most is the, the fact that he was pressured at such a young age to be such mm. a great player and he did it. He fucking did it. He is. He, there was been, never a doubt. No. And never. he's been living with a camera in his face for, you know, 30 years. So since he's a since he's been a 16 year old kid, he's had a camera in his face and people have paid exuberant amount of money just to see him play the game of basketball and to have have that finally come in to cement him as an all like you know there's always going to be goat debates and whatever your goat is or whatever but you can't deny that he's a top three nba player of all time mm. and this just cements it and it's you're right i got goosebumps watching it knowing that this record was sitting there for 40 years and was was never thought of to be broken I mean, he, like, you're right. He's, we can do the goat debate another time. Let's see, we don't have to. That, that has bothered me, like, and as soon as it happened, it was like, is LeBron the goat? Like, after this, and it's like, all right, how many times do we have to have this debate? But, like, for our generation, you're right. Like, he is, he's the guy. Yep. When you think of NBA, you think of LeBron James. And I, what Like, I Curry had that for a little bit, and I think maybe, like, Luka could be getting there at point, but for 20 years, it's been NBA LeBron James. Yeah. He's, been he's the, the face, face of, of the league. Yes. And always. he always has had this pressure on him that has, he's just been able to excel past and not worry about at time and time again. Uh, another thing I want to add is you never think of LeBron, too, as a dominant, dominant scorer. At least I, you know, you just think of him as a good basketball player who gets his gets his teammates open. In his younger career, he would uh he'd pass up like opportunities to to score the basket at the end and give it to his teammates, and he got shit for it when he was younger. And it's just him being a good bat. He's a selfless, good basketball player who has, in his longevity, has been able to get, creep his way up to the the top scorer. Hmm. The goofy side. He 
pause in the game was a little bit much. What did you expect? I, no, I know. I didn't know it would be that bad. Oh, come I knew on. that there would be a pause. I knew. I didn't know he would give a speech. Why? Drew, why? <laughs> How did you not know this? Because it was the middle of the game. Dude, all right. I thought, like, maybe after the game. This happens every time, like, though. Every time? Remember when Drew Brees broke every the record? What? And they stopped well, the yeah, Saints and that, game, that and his family came down, and he, he, you know, he gave the speech and all that crap. It's the same thing. Steph Curry breaks the three-point <laughs> record. They do the same thing. Like, this is... Every time a major record like this is going to be broken, that's what's going to happen. And I, I love the people who, like, I, in my fraternity group chat, there's people who normally don't watch basketball and would never watch an OKC Lakers game on a Tuesday night going, why oh, are yeah. you stopping the game? Why are they stopping the game? It's like, <laughs> first of all, why are you watching the game? It's, you're watching the game because he's going to break the record. That's why you're going to watch it. Yeah. And they, like, they had a counter in the corner of the game <laughs> that showed how many points he needed. They were, they weren't even, they like, talking about the game either. No. They were just, like, basically setting up the moment yes. the whole time the whole in that time. third quarter. And it's like they should. I mean, it yes. is, like, it, it was a historical night. And the, the, what was it? The stoppage, everything else, like, I get it, it was pretty long, but it's only going to happen. We're, we're going to see this, what, again in 50 years, 40 years? So maybe, yeah, maybe. So this might never happen again in our lifetime. So people should have. I, I hated the complaints about it. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna push back on you on that. I wasn't. Com- I wasn't necessarily complaining about it. I was just like, you know, it was a little bit, a little bit shocking. They went on for as long as they did. Like I knew that they were gonna pause, and he deserves it. Like he deserves to soak up that moment. But, like when they played a whole video. That that was the, I was like and the video can the be mic. played later, yeah. Like give him the right. mic. How about at the end of the quarter? Like there's yeah. gonna be a break anyway. Yeah, wasn't there like ten seconds left in the third too? So they came <laughs> yes. back and played ten more seconds, right. they, and yes. then went to commercial. They could have just let it go and then done it in between quarters. Like that would have been way more acceptable, I think. What? All right, so let's talk about. The... I just think it's weird, like giving the player a microphone, having him give a speech, and then he just goes and plays again. No, and I'm sure that kind of probably affected him, too. It's probably like, I'm out of my rhythm. I'm sure all the other (laughs) players were out of their rhythm, too. Uh, Uh, Yeah. So, there's a couple things. I mean, there's a lot of things I want to talk about with this. So, the first thing, did you see the reaction of all the other Lakers players and compared to Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook? Mm -hmm. I didn't see Westbrook. I saw Anthony Davis. So, Westbrook, I mean, he he knew he he wanted to, like, LeBron basically came out and was like, I'm sad we didn't trade Westbrook for Kyrie Irving. And <laughs> if I'm Westbrook, as much as I, you know, nobody wants to defend Westbrook, uh, how the hell are you supposed to play a basketball game when mm. the guy goes on public television and goes, yeah, I mean, I'm disappointed to get Kyrie. There's, there's only one way to get mm. Kyrie. It's trading Westbrook. So he was off. Uh, there's videos about him in the pregame. Like all the Lakers guys are hyping up each other and stuff. And he's just wandering around. Uh, out of place, and I kind of felt bad. Like that, you know how awkward that yeah. must be to be like, oh, yeah. "Hey, LeBron, let's go play a game where you're gonna, you're basically the the only point of this game," and uh, you don't want me. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want me here at all. So, and Anthony Davis, I don't know what was up with him. And he I, afterwards he was like, oh, "Like I just want to win basketball games," which I get it. Like mm. if you're in your prime and you're injury prone and you're finally healthy. 
and you're playing against this OKC team, losing, and then have to stop the game for your big man LeBron to come in uh, and do his stuff. Like, I'd be pretty PO'd too. But that being Thanks. said, you signed up. You know who LeBron is. You're like LeBron's yeah. best friend. And you, you knew what you got into when you wanted to sign with Clutch and force your way out of New Orleans. Like, why do you have to pout? Yeah, I know. Be it's happy almost like for he your... went out of his way yeah. to, like, make a scene. Yeah, it's like... To make, Just smile, happy, wave, yes. buddy. Smile, give him a couple claps, give him a hug. Like, LeBron was on the bench afterwards, and he's like, hey, like, I don't know what's wrong, but, like, I love you, man. And, like, <laughs> that, I mean, it's, come on now. Uh, I, I, that being said, though, it's got to be exhausting to be a, a part of his... Like, you are... If you're a teammate of LeBron... You are helping LeBron's legacy, and that's it. You're not here to win. Like, this is not for you. This is for LeBron's legacy. And that's got to get frustrating at some point. So I'll give him that. Yeah, I bet. It was just like, he looked like such a baby. Yeah, he did. He also looked like a corpse in the game. The, like, OKC players were were pulling up on him, and he would just move his hand up to, like, basically his, his shoulder height. And wouldn't even block the shot. Like, I watched it multiple There's times. There's no they, defense no, in that game. No, not at all. And it's funny. So afterwards, the, the TNT broadcast was going on. And uh, I, it, was, it was like 1 in the morning. I needed to sleep. And I was like, I can't not watch this. Like, this is NBA history. It's, mm-hmm. it's Kareem talking to Shaq. And they're talking to LeBron. And it was just something I didn't want to miss. And But it's funny. Like, I was thinking in the back of my head the whole time. I was like, are they even going to say OKC won the game? <laughs> like, are they even going to mention it? And it's also, OKC yeah. gets how many TNT games a year? And right. they, they finally win one on primetime against a top-tier team, and it's like, afterwards, it's all just a LeBron fest, which it should have been. Mm. To be fair, it should have been a LeBron fest. But It's funny, though. <laughs> it's, just, it's sad for the OKC fans. Yeah. What a- oh, again, like, they knew what they were getting into, too, with this team. Yeah. They're not expecting to have TNT games. Yeah, and they also, great, I mean, what a what a showing out from Shy and uh, Josh Giddy, just putting it on him. And uh, I, I, I kind of like that. You know, don't let him win his record game. Mm-hmm. Screw that. And, like, the defense on that, on the shot, like, that strapped the possession before. Yeah. No, they were trying to stop him. Trying to do the same thing. Yeah, they were trying to stop him. Like, that seems like a low bar, but sometimes it, like it's like the All Star game in games like this, like Kobe's last game. Yeah, yeah. Get, yeah Gordon Hayward led him score sixty. Yeah. <laughs> the uh. So, what was it? God. Oh, Kareem. They kept showing mm. this poor guy. Drag it. They drag him out to to watch a guy he doesn't even like break his record. <laughs> And then they have to show him <laughs> on his after, team too. on his team, and they have to show him after every shot, every single shot. Oh, it was they just literally every shot. Yep. Then they like make him take a picture with him. It's like, <laughs> I did. Why would he want to do this? Like <laughs> you're just torturing the old man. To be fair, it's for the. I think it's for the history of the game, the love of the game. That's why. Yeah. That's why he stayed there. That's why he, you know, took the picture with him and everything. Yeah, and he like he said that he didn't care. He said that at this point in his life, like he'd rather spend a day with his grandkids. Spend one extra day with his grandkids than that scoring title. No, yeah, and he also he had it for forty years. He was the face of the league when he was there, so he gets it. And but it is funny to think about that was Jordan's record. 
you think Jordan would be in the stands? Fuck no. He'd be like, get this out <laughs> yeah, of here. He, he's probably, he was probably so mad that night. Everyone calling him the goat and everything. Oh, yeah. He's probably so pissed. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's taking it personally. Oh, yeah, he definitely is. I love the afterwards. It was like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is four points away from breaking the scoring record. Will he break it? <laughs> <laughs> Suit him up. The, or I saw a bunch you know of... You saying? Like, what if he just like signed a contract with the Rockets or something? Or with the Thunder like, that nah. night. That night, he wasn't. he's like guarding them in the paint and everything. That would be hilarious. <laughs> uh, I saw a couple too. It was like, remember when the, the, Timberwol- like, the Timberwolves had that one woman protesting that just ran on the the court yeah it was yeah. like kareem abdul jabbar when lebron shoots his last <laughs> shot he runs up and just blocks it uh what other things you want to we want to touch on here i think that i really just wanted to talk about break oh the phones yes yes the picture. uh so kind of split on this because get what people are saying like you live in the moment you can take a video and also watch at the same time yeah you don't have to watch through your phone like i've done this at like at phillies games like after they win i watch like the last i never i don't think i've done it during the game like after the game to just capture the atmosphere i watch those videos all the time and it's like amazing Oh, I don't know if these people have just like never recorded a video at a sporting event because I have a bunch and I watch them all the time. It, like reminds me of what it was like there. I also you can take a video and like hold your phone like this. Yeah, and actually watch. And it still, still watch. Yeah, I uh, oh, I don't know. Like, it just seems like a boomer take. To be honest, there was there. I had I had two different sides to this because I was thinking about. I've actually thought about this a lot because, uh. I tr- you know I try to cut down on my screen time and it, I struggle with it and you know it's hard and I think I do I also I'm on the perception that phones are brain killers and we're all stupider because of them but that being said when you're at that event they paid millions of dollars to be in those seats and to watch him break the scoring record and so there's there's the argu- I get both arguments because it's going to be recorded by a million angles you could just watch the game or watch the thousand clips that professionals take, or you could have it on your shitty iPhone. But if you are there, you paid to be there, and most likely are there to capture this on your phone from your perspective. What I don't get is there's uh, God. There's so many angles to this. What I don't understand is why his kids recorded a phone a video on his Snapchat. That is mm. your father, man. you're gonna take a snapchat video like just go and like i don't know and like they afterwards Bronny showed there was like a video Bronny showed him his point of view and like that was kind of cool but both kids have to record videos (laughs) they're standing right next to each other what's the difference of the video the and that's the other thing the that bothered me was like you you could look you can look at the guy next to you and go hey can i just get your video because your right. their video is the same exact video that you got. Mm. So yeah, there was a guy at the Phillies game we went to. It was like taking videos of everything. Like after a home run, my dad was just like, "Hey, can you send me that?" Yeah. So yeah. and <laughs> just kind of bites the bullet. The other thing, so they compared Jordan's final shot on the Bulls and all the crap. Oh, looking. I saw that. Ah. And 
There's no that phones back ridiculous. then. There was no phones. But, uh, also, it's the like it's the last shot of the finals, and yeah. it was on the road. Yeah. Why would they take a video of Jordan beating them in the finals? Yeah. Yep. And <laughs> there's also there wasn't phones that had cameras. There was also. Uh, it wasn't the scoring title. It was just, like, they, we didn't know that was going to be his last shot. We probably did, like, yeah. th- we knew that LeBron's shot was going in, and that was going to be his shot yes. to call the scoring title. So that's why people wanted the video of it. I do, that picture is so, it's so, like, what like Black Mirror-esque. It's like, oh, like, look at all these yeah. people on their phones. And it's like, yeah, there's, there's angles to it. Like, come on, man. So I can see both ways, but. Uh, I wouldn't have been on my phone. That's all I got to say. I don't know if I would have been or not. I, I, I don't think I would have been. No, I don't think so either. I just would have been excited about it. I also am not rich I, and would have been able to sit that close. So yeah, that's, that's right. Thing. I, like from the nosebleeds, I don't give a shit. Like, why do I need that camera angle? Yeah, right. Um, all right. Con- I guess to wrap it up, congrats on LeBron James. Uh, a player of our generation, and deservingly so. Second best player of all time. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make my stance now. <laughs> uh, all right. We could do. We've now. I don't think we've ever done it on the podcast. No, I don't think so either. Full-time I don't goat like, debate. I we think, could do it this summer. We definitely can. I think those goat debates are stupid though, because it's like. Me too. Yeah. But at the end of the day, who really cares? Yeah, I just. They I just do. appreciate greatness. That's right. All right. It's time. We're an hour in, and it's the the Friday before the Super Bowl, and we haven't even talked about the Super Bowl. Boom. The green screen's up, and we're talking about the Super Bowl. It's about time, uh, and what, let's, we're talking about the game now, finally. Feels like it's been, it feels like it's been longer than two weeks. Yeah. No. Especially with all, like, the NBA stuff that's happened. Yeah. Like, started, like, watching college basketball to fill the void. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, wait, there's still one more game. It always feels like that, though. Yeah. So, Eagles at the Chiefs. We're actually talking not prop bets this time, actual logistics. Talking about the game itself. And I, uh, I've i mentioned it before. I'm, uh, I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I'm in such a pickle. And, like, I've obviously wrecked my brain this NFL season because now I'm, like, trying to fade myself and, like, kind of figure out what I, who I actually think is going to win and then do the opposite of that. I'm just going to ignore that for now. I think it's the Chiefs. So, I can see... Dude, I think Mahomes gets the second one. There's, there's a lot... I, I can see both both sides... The the thing that has been been keeping me up because I I think the Eagles D line is going to be dominant. Uh, I think their offen- offensive line has been great all season. But what I've heard is that you can pass on the Eagles, and oh. if, the last thing I want to hear is that Patrick Mahomes can pass on the right, Eagles yeah. because that's going to be the key to this. If they can keep this passing game stag like stagnant, consistent, um and mix it in with some running attack that is decent, then mm. they, the Chiefs should have no problem. And what also scares me is that the Eagles have played a, a cupcake season so far, and it's not their fault. You only play who's in front of you. And 
they look if they have to now face the Chiefs, it could get it could get pretty hairy. Yeah, I mean, I think that the Eagles are the better team in terms of just roster construction. Yeah, get most position groups, they're better. Um, and the Mahomes ankle worries me a little bit because they're going to get to him. Yeah, they're he's going to get hit and he's mm-hmm. going to have to run. And I don't know how well that ankle is going to hold up, but it's almost one of those games where it's like. I don't know how, but he'll find a way to do it. It's like if he really wants to become one of the best of all time, like it's almost a must win. It, I was gonna say it's almost a legacy game for Mahomes, yeah. where he's yeah. now he's now gonna be going to his third Super Bowl. If he loses this, he's mm-hmm. now one and two in Super Bowls, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's there's gonna be you know some fraud talk. There's, even though it's not deserving. <laughs> It's not deserving at all, but there's going to be some fraud talk. There's going to be the Josh Allen argument's going to come back up. The uh, the Joe Burrow's going to be lingering around, and if he secures this win and gets the dub, he puts it all to bed. He's the he's the man in the AFC. He, he solidifies himself in a tier above everyone else. Yes, which is what he is. Yeah, I you can talk about him, Allen Burrow, in one tier. He's above them. Yeah, he is, and I, I think he's he's shown that. But to the, to the public eye and to the NFL media who loves to make narratives and loves to make storylines about nothing, this is going to be – it's almost, a, as you said, a must-win to solidify this and make sure that this all, this all goes put to bed. Mm-hmm. So looking at the roster construction of both of these teams, the, the Eagles, it's, it's one of the most impressive restructuring of a roster uh, – in NFL, maybe not history, but recent history, the the Eagles they mm. made it to they won the Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl five years ago. They they had a quarterback who they took second overall. They they realized he doesn't fit with what they were what they wanted to do forward. They draft Hurts in the second round. Everyone calls it a bad pick, calls it a dumb pick, and they they used that money. They didn't pay Wentz. They they got rid of him. Got another first round pick for him. And just added assets after assets, and have drafted really well. And it was like their one piece that they needed was that AJ Brown trade, which they eventually did, and they come come forward with it. And now here they are, where they have the stacked roster, a cheap quarterback, a lot of good picks, and they're all very homegrown players. There's not a lot of players you, that are coming from other places. You see that graphic? Yes. It- like I think it's yep. ten of the eleven offensive, offensive starters were drafted. drafted. Yes, just nuts. Like mm-hmm. you don't see that. No, it's and not. That's not normal. No, not at all. And the one piece that wasn't the one player that was not was this AJ Brown, which they lucked into mm-hmm. because the the Titans were stupid enough to trade him and not not they don't dumb enough not to pay him. And he's proving the Titans to be completely wrong and. Proven himself to be one of the top tier wide receivers in the NFL. Yeah, and it's like like every move that they made worth. Like the Hassan Reddick signing. Yep, great. I mean, he's been unbelievable this year. Yeah, and like one of the best defenders in the league. Yeah, and they still have um, a bunch of core guys from that previous Super Bowl. Still, a couple guys <laughs> that have been there and won it: Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, uh, a lot of players on their defense, and they like they got big play Slay. They have all this and. 
they got all these guys with having a top 10 draft pick this year from the Saints. So it like this is not a must win for the Eagles. They they can they no. can lose this and ha- hold their heads high, draft a guy number 10 and or trade down, get more players, get more assets. Like they are in such a great position where if you're an Eagles fan, you're looking to to make a couple of these Super Bowls, not just one. And your like your your best window obviously is while Hurts is still on the rookie contract. Mm-hmm. That's like four years. So what worries me, yeah, and it's cheap. It's a second round deal. So what what worries me is that we haven't seen the Eagles uh, play, you know, in a in a tough situation where they're down by one score, have to drive all the way the length of the field, and and win the game. The Commanders, they did, choked. Yeah, and they blew it. So they haven't played in any close games that have been victories. And they, they, this is going to be a, I mean, of course it's going to be a test. It's Super Bowl, So it's going to be a, a great way to see how Hertz does against an actual uh, court playoff quarterback. Hmm. He didn't look great last week. No, no, we were talking about that. He, he doesn't, he didn't ago. look great. Yes. Uh, and he didn't, he didn't need to look great. So there's a chance where he doesn't need to look great this game either. And the defense dominates and Mahomes ankles gets ruptured again and they get to him. Um, but if, in the, in the sense that if Mahomes can throw in this defense and if they can score points, they're going to have to keep up with them. And it's going to have to be more than just a rushing attack. <sighs> there was a, uh, the media, the media week. That has just become one of the most pointless things ever. Like, like all, Radio Row? Yeah, like all this stuff is, I don't give a shit about it. Like there's always like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're interviewing Sauce Gardner from the Jets. It's like, oh, he's not even in the, like, I don't care. Like why, why? Ron got I? interviewed. Yep, Ron got interviewed. He was saying that Sam Howell is your starting QB. Um. The so there's there's a lot of pointless media that goes on. Somebody asked Nick Sirianni if this is a must win game. It's the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, somebody asked what was another. I think I did. I send them to you because I. Saw yeah, there was there. one that like asked who on the Eagles like would he not let his daughter date? And oh like, yeah, and he's like, my, my daughter's, daughter's six. Old. Yeah, my daughter's <laughs> six years old. <laughs> Those are just great responses. Just like what the yeah. hell are you talking about? And yeah, like, the, dude, just shut up. Yeah, it, it's. I, I just feel like maybe it's because, you know, my team's not in it. But even when like I didn't care about any of the the press conferences that the Pats ever did. Like it doesn't ever mean anything unless one of the guys. Like the only time it mattered was when it was like Gronk had his concussion and like is he gonna play in the Super Bowl? That's the only time <laughs> it mattered. Uh, yeah, no, it's just for show. But it, like it is fun. Like it builds hype. Yeah, and around it the gets, game, which it doesn't need any more hype, but. And it gets it's fun for together. the media, I think. Yeah, it's it's fun for like the, all the guys that have worked their tail off all year producing podcasts yeah, yeah. and just go uh, hang out, writing Super Bowl. stuff, and yeah, and meeting players. Uh, so that that's got to be fun for them and all the beat writers and stuff. But I just think now that the trade deadline, the NBA trade deadline is is right there in Super Bowl week. Um, hello, Chris. Me? Am I back? Yeah. That was on yeah, you this time. I just, That's I was, fine with me. No, I was about to ask, like, is can you hear me? Because my RTC disconnected. No. 
That's all right. It's better than uh, – gladly it didn't stop the, uh, the live stream or anything. So – It's like a complete shutdown. What, what I was saying is now that the trade deadline is up, like they moved – since they moved the Super Bowl back a week because of the Super Wild Card weekend or whatever reason mm. why it was. Oh, the 18th week. Uh, so now there's, there's the trade deadline right in the middle of it. There's NBA All-Stars they're worried about. Uh, there's college, college basketball starting to turn up. And there's a lot of other things that distract you from the Super Bowl this week, it felt like. Which is kind of nice because it's like once it's game day, then that's what you think about. But it's not like you have to wait two weeks and you're literally just like if you're a fan of the team, you just sit there and you wait. But as a sports fan in general, there's a lot of stuff that you can occupy your time with, which is yeah. nice. And that's always nice, too, because like normally this week, it's like, oh, it's like a barren wasteland. It's like, uh, who knows, <laughs> yeah. like we're going to watch. and. There's been a lot of a lot of stuff that have uh, helped out this this little break. So hmm. Andy Reid against the Chiefs, that's been a big storyline because you know former Eagles coach, 14 years, had a weird. Was he? Yeah, yeah, that. you didn't realize that, did you? Huh? No, I never. Yeah. The media hasn't covered it at all. No. <laughs> and he had a weird uh, a weird exit with the the Philadelphia Eagles. Just all of a sudden became the Chiefs coach. And so this is like a, it, there's a lot of former Eagles coaching staff on this team. And it means nothing because it's not <laughs> like it's at any of the same players, but it, a cool little rivalry, I guess, for, for Philadelphia, just an added little, <laughs> little boost. Like, Oh, let's, let's screw up this guy who messed us up a couple years ago. Even though he was beloved there. Yeah, he was. But when you're going against like, the how Super could you Bowl, not love no Andy Reid? Yeah, there's no below. Oh, yeah, of course not. They're, they've they've definitely convinced themselves. I'm sure even Philadelphians will say like if you're gonna lose to anyone, like they'd want to see it be Andy Reid, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, that's fair. Doug. And what I we were talking about the Eagles construction. The Chiefs construction is also they've prolonged this uh, this stretch because they they've been able to they they got them Mahomes early. They they got rid of Alex Smith when it was the time. And they let him develop. They did, they did really, like, both these teams did, like, the perfect job of how you can see them here. Like, it's perfect construction on the rosters on how you can see them here. And uh, I'm just, like, two great teams matching up. And, I, like, this is, like, the – my excitement from the NFC Championship that went away within the first quarter is now coming back. Yeah. I'm excited to see just two – baller teams go out i feel like this is one of the most even super bowls that we've had too one of the hardest to to pay like to plant a flag on a team at yeah, least for me definitely. because yeah, because last year like we were pretty confident in the rams mm-hmm. um what was the year before was it the bucks yeah the bucks one? bucks chiefs and you could like i was supposed to be but, yeah, but that the Brady thing you knew. Yeah, I th- I I felt I just you know after he made it to the Super Bowl with the Bucks, he's like, oh, he's yeah. gonna win it. Uh, and then before that was the Niners Chiefs. It seemed like a lot of people were on the Chiefs, and yeah. there's it's been yeah. So this is one of the hardest ones to to determine because they're such both good teams, great teams. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited. It's like it it does sound cliche. Like just want to watch two great teams play, but. That's that's what we want as sports fans. Like we yep. want to see the stars go against the stars. We want a good game, and like we haven't really had it at least on the NFC side. So how's the time? Yeah, the uh, 
Did you see the Roger Goodell quote saying that the refereeing has never been better? <laughs> I did not see that. Yeah, little. Uh, it it was funny. I was also I was listening to a couple and other guys, and they were saying if the championship was a total ref show. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying it just what it was. <laughs> yeah, both of both the championships were big ref shows, and I think the NFL kind of likes the the scapegoats of the ref. Yeah, like you could be you could tell like they don't mind. Oh, like basically they're like, oh, you know, refs are human too, and they are never gonna change. Like they're never gonna somehow fix it. So, hmm. uh, we'll never know what a catch is. We'll never know what a roughing the passer is. Oh, no, never use the chip in the ball. What? Never use the chip that's no. in the ball. Apparently, God forbid. God forbid we ever do. Oh, all right. What other storylines have you have you been hearing this this week? The Kelseys. Oh, that's the lamest one. What's that lame? That's the lamest one. I don't care about I think it's Kelsey cool. Why? I don't know. I just don't. I I have. I have. I don't care. I just don't care about them at all. Either one. Well, of them. I think they're both like interesting people. Yeah, and they're both gonna be Hall of Famers. Uh, yeah. being that that's just gotta be like, what's the household looking like? How does yeah. the is is there split jerseys? No is there is the mom wearing a Chiefs jersey and the dad's an Eagle? Uh, like what's going on here? And when you're, when your parents watching that, what do you like? They're not, luckily they're not lining up against each other ever, but what do you, what do you root for? You just root for, I guess that your, your son doesn't get pancaked on one side and your, your other yes. son doesn't drop the ball in an important moment. Yeah. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what you do. You just try to enjoy the game. Yeah, I guess so. I it's guess like it's a win win. It's nice that they're on different sides of the ball. Yeah, then you don't have to see him again. Like, you never have to directly root against one of them. Yeah. You just root for points, I guess. The over. Yeah, you root for the over. What is the over in this? Uh, Let's see. Because it's got to be a lot. 49. I like the under. 51. I like the under. There? I feel like Super Bowl under is always a good bet. Yeah. Because it's always it's always uh, boosted to such high numbers, right. and because people it's the most bet on event in the world, and people don't like it to be under. That's true. Yeah. So I'm sure all the money money is on the uh, the over. Wow, the over under has gone 27 and 28 in the first 55 Super Bowl matchups. Wow. So one more under. Damn. Make it even. <laughs> all right. What uh yeah get, get Kelsey brothers I like I that's all I could say about I don't really know what else to say about them both great careers cool that they're playing against each other I guess um other than that I mean this, I'm just excited this is gonna be a good game so this is that's really what I've been focused on this week is just getting getting amped up getting, getting to watch some good football I don't think I'm gonna bet on the game I think I'm just gonna take props not even a all right wait what's your score what's your score prediction. Ah, uh, the score. I wasn't. I didn't want to think about it. Last time I did it, right off the dome. So taking the under, gotta be under fifty-one. Then mm. go about twenty-seven, twenty-four Chiefs. That's right at the fifty-one. Twenty-seven, twenty-four Chiefs. All right, we'll look for that. Uh, coming, coming the Super Bowl. Uh, what, what are, what are the odds to bet right at, right at that? 
It's like, there's so many scores that it takes, I was scrolling through it yesterday, it takes like so long to find the find scores. Find the exact one, yeah. Oh man, that, right. what was it, what was it last year? Plus oh. thousand something? I don't want to think about it, it was a lot. Uh, okay. kind of want to take like just a wacky one, like, Chiefs 33, Eagles 26. At plus forty thousand. Damn. Uh, twenty-seven, twenty-four is plus forty-nine hundred. Great. Hammer it. You got it last time. Yeah. Just so a dollar would win me oh. forty-nine. Nice. Nice. Uh. Dollars. Almost a hundred. Hundred dollars. Get yourself, get yourself a nice little <laughs> thing of cheddar. Uh, yeah. So you got it last year. You got it on the dot. Um. So if for whatever that means, twenty seven, twenty four Chiefs. Uh. Just just throw just throw some money on it. Throw a little wager on it. See what happens. Uh. Yeah. So, what do you say? Cheers. My score prediction. All right. Now I already said I like the under. So I got a what is that fifty one. Um. I'm gonna go. 31, I guess I, if I do that, it'd be 20. No, the math isn't. <laughs> no, all right. Let me, let me do, all right. I'm doing 31, 20, Eagles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not really a tight game. No, I, I may, like, I think if the Eagles get up early and do what they do and, and can do what they do, then it's going to be pretty similar to a lot of their other games. Where, where they get up early and they just keep running the ball down their throat. It's What scares me is if the Chiefs can stop that. If the Chiefs can stop that, I, I don't know what else the Eagles can do besides, you know, because we haven't seen Hurts have to do it. So um, that's what I'd be worried about the most. And part of me, this is like, part of me is like I'm all in on the Eagles because I secretly want them to lose. But. <laughs> the other part is that they're just a stacked roster and I'd feel like an idiot if uh yeah. if all of a sudden I I went back on it. Anything else? We hit it all. I will be happy for Hertz win. Yeah, I would be excited for Hertz. I, I it'd be nice to see him finally get some uh some real Before recognition. My family and my girlfriend be the roots for the Eagles. No. So yeah, that you'd also be pretty happy for them. I will be happy for them, but oh. I don't know. I'm in a tough spot here. <laughs> You're in a pickle. You're in a pickle. The uh, I, I I am. If Hertz wins it, it'll be exciting for him to actually get recognition. You know, show Chris Sim like yeah. the Chris Sims quote oh. where he's still like bashing on him. So like, what is your problem with him, man? He's in the Super Bowl. <laughs> what? Like, why is he hate him so much? I have he's no gotta idea. be racist, right? God, gotta be. Has to. Be. All there is to <laughs> it. Yeah, so I'd like to see Chris Sims eat his words and mm. and Hurts holding up that trophy. All right. Even if he does, like, he can just keep the same storyline. It's like, well, they would have won anyway because they're perfectly built. <laughs> it's like, dude, just shut up. I know. Let him, like, he was going to be MVP of the league before he got hurt. Yeah, that was be so dumb. I just, you know, like, cool thing about the Super Bowl, this is one and two in the MVP race. Yeah. and it, If Hurts you... didn't get hurt like it would have been a toss-up did you see the the voting of it though mm. so out of 50 votes it was 
uh, one for Jalen Hurts, 48 for Mahomes, and I think one for like Burrow or Allen or something. So it, it was a it was a wash by the end of it. But you're right, that would have been a toss up if if he yeah. finished all 18 games. Prescott won Man of the Year. Really? Why? I didn't even. So that's funny. We we haven't even talked about NFL honors because I haven't seen anything about it. I I saw I it. Forgot that it existed. Like I didn't even know that. I forgot that they already did the MVP. Yeah, they just did it last night. So the 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 offensive and defensive rookie of the year was both Jets players, which has to be like I was texting my Jets friend. I was like, you gotta you gotta be like a proud father today. Like your Jets finally mm-hmm. made two great draft picks who will hopefully be your cornerstone franchise players for the next five, ten years. And now they just need a, a conductor, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> there you go. Ooh, also, I know we get sick of talking about Aaron Rodgers, but the, the four-day darkness retreat actually sounds pretty awesome. I would do that. Oh, yeah. Four days without, yeah. Just reconnect just sit with yourself. in a dark room, like no light. Reconnect with yourself. Yeah. Meditate. You like hallucinate and stuff. That's so weird. I would totally do that. So <laughs> the also he's I they, I for, for some reason I I was listening to some things and they were like oh you know the Johnson and Johnson owner is the guy the guy who owns the Jets so he's not yeah. going to the Jets he doesn't like Johnson he doesn't <laughs> like the vaccines he's scared of them he's allergic to them so uh yeah. I, I I don't know where he's gonna go and I frankly I don't I don't want to speculate I'm tired of speculating. All off season. All right, I think that does it. You got anything else for the pod in general? College corner, I guess. We have game Penn State tomorrow. Should be a sellout, so I'm pumped. Sweet. I uh, I think they play Old Miss tomorrow, and I'll watch it, but I'll be mad and disappointed. All right. Well, the game against Mizzou, right? Yeah, they had a good game. They hung around. They. There was a couple flagrant calls that were pretty dumb by SEC refereeing, but whatever. I like they they blew it at the end anyway. So, are oh, you going to bat for on on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. I I got a I got a bat for my guy. For I you. thought I thought the uh, the barstool account made a great post explaining it, and they they you know they said what we've been saying. It's year zero. It's got to give him a chance. Give him a chance to build. Bless you. And yes. no problem. And they like they they should give him a chance, and they're gonna be a little mad, you know. We've only won SEC game, one SEC game, so it makes sense. But gotta give him time to build. And one of our prospects, actually, I guess this could be a little college corner. He, our four star prospect for next year, has upgraded in the top one hundred on his rankings, and is the number one player in Wisconsin. So if we play Wisconsin ever, they better they better watch out. I, I don't know what that does for our program, but it's something. Wait, a pro? What do you mean? Like signed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a committed player, and he's like his rank. And a four star in your first year. That's not a... no. It's not something to. And number one player in Wisconsin, Nothing. baby. It's not something to. Not Sorry, something to, guard. to poo-poo. All right. Well, I think that does it. We're just grasping for straws here now. A great. Hour and thirty five. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, hope your hopefully your team did something cool in the trade deadline. Hopefully your maybe your team's in the Super Bowl. But thank you all for listening. Have a have a great Super Bowl weekend and 
Go Cox, I guess. Go Terps. All right. Thanks for listening.